Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with a speed of light, a clot of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. from St. Louis rolled and swayed along the trail toward Brushville in northwest Texas. The driver and the guard up on the boot had ridden for some distance in silence. Then the guard spoke. That passenger we have inside sure is a strange hombre. Hadn't spoke two words all the way, seems like. Hey, that's right. He hasn't. On the way he's dressed, I'd say he was, oh, maybe a cattle buyer. It could be. Can't tell much about an hombre by his clothes, though. Yeah, I guess that's right. Anyhow, I got to one in the deep. Holy Moses, looks like we're going to be held up. Yeah, we haven't got much. Guess I better stop. Whoa, hold it. Come on, hold it. Oh, oh. There seems to be about six of them. And they all got handkerchiefs coming part of their faces. We put off the money box at the last stop. Otherwise, I'd take a few shots at it. <laughs> hold your fire. They'd pick us off the boot like a couple of flies. Here they are. Ho, 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 ho. All right, you two, we got to cover. Sure, sure. But we haven't got much of anything this trip, mister. You got a passenger in there we're after. 
Get him out, men. All right. I'll get him out. All right, mister, come out with your hands up. What's the meaning of this? It's a hold-up, mister. Better give him whatever you got with Shut you. Shut up, driver. I'll do the talking. Your name's Clark, isn't it? Grant Clark? Why, yes, that's right, but how did you Never know? mind how I knew. Put him on your horse, Dave. You can ride double with me. All right, come on, mister. Get on that horse. Now, I'll see here. This is outrageous. Get on that horse around me. Get along. All right, all right. You'll be sorry for this. All right, driver, you can get going now. Uh, sure thing. Get up there. Get up there. Get... It was dusk when Tonto, Indian companion to the Lone Ranger, rode from the town of Brushville and reined up at their camp in the nearby hills. Oscar, oh, fella. Oh, fella. Hi, Kimosabe. Any news in town? Ah, stage get held up. Oh. Outlaws take man from stage. Fellow named Grant Clark. Him come from St. Louis. You mean they took the passenger but didn't attempt to rob the stage? That's right. Drivers say outlaw, call man by name. Tell him get on horse and go with them. Well, that's strange. What else did they say about the man? Well, driver and guard say Clark not talk much. Him keep to self most a trip. Him dressed like cattle buyer, guard say. And that's all them know about Clark. I see. Now, sheriff get posse, them hunt for outlaw. Oh. Tell you what, Tonto. After supper, I'll disguise myself as a cowhand. Then we'll go into town to the cafe and see if we can find out anything more. Clark must have had a good reason for coming to Brushville. Someone must have known that reason. That's right. I'm curious to know why the outlaws would want to take him along with them. Very curious. Meantime, in the back room of the cafe in town, the owner, Dirk Caffey, was meeting with two of his men and with his sister, Maisie, who ran the gaming tables. Well, we got Clark, so we have nothing to fear from him. Say, Dirk, maybe now's a good time to tell Dave and Frank why we took Clark from the stage. And how we knew he'd be on it. Yeah, Dirk, I didn't want to ask any questions. Knowing you'd tell us when you were ready. I'm sure curious. Yeah, so am I. Go ahead and tell him, Dirk. Might as well. You see, Maisie happened to get hold of a letter that come here to the cafe for old man Travis, who cleaned up around here. Yeah, I got it before the old man did. In fact, he didn't know it came at all. <laughs> Who'd write to that old codger? Yeah. Wait, and I'll tell you about it. In fact, I'll read you the letter, then you can see for yourself. Here, listen to this. Dear Mr. Travis, your letter telling us that our mine superintendent, George Morris, is embezzling funds to pay off a large gambling debt which he incurred at the Brushville Cafe was indeed startling news to us. However, we are sending out an investigator, Mr. Grant Clark, who should arrive by stage around the end of this month. He will contact you and get the facts. And after proper investigation, if your story is true, Mr. Clark will take steps to relieve Mr. Morris of his duties and bring the matter to the sheriff's attention without involving you, since you say your life would be endangered. You will, of course, be properly rewarded. Sincerely, and then it's signed by the head of the mining company. Well, what do you know about that? Pop Travis, that sneaking old coyote. You sure gave him what he deserved. What? But at the time, I didn't know why. What do you mean? I thought Pop Travis Now, was... calm down, Maisie. Like I told you, I fired Pop and told him to leave town or I'd tell the sheriff you were stealing from me. Hmm. Sure, that's what Frank meant. Wasn't it, Frank? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Gosh, for a minute, I thought maybe you killed Pop. 
I don't go for murder, you know. And if I thought that I... Forget it, Maisie. I'm running things around here. You can just let me do the worrying. What are you going to do with that Clark fella, Dirk? You can't keep him down in that cellar forever. We're going to get him to write a letter to the company in St. Louis, saying that everything is in good order here, that the old man was local. And then what? George Morris will continue on as superintendent. We'll have a good hold over him. Before long, we'll get him to plan a payroll holdup with us, and that'll help get the money to straighten him out. <laughs> of course, we'll take the rest. Well, yeah, <laughs> and it ought to be plenty, too. But if Clark has let go, I he'll... said to leave it to us, didn't I? We'll get several letters from him, dated ahead. But later he could write and say they weren't true. Then the company... He no... won't. Don't worry. We know how to handle Clark. You better get back out in the gaming room and get some games going. All right, Duke. The more money you take in, the more you make, Maisie. So go on. Get the pay dirt from those cow hands. Early that night, the Lone Ranger, disguised as a cow hand, went to the cafe with Tonto. The two men stood at the back, observing the crowd. Shortly after they arrived, Maisie walked in and addressed a group standing nearby. Come on, boys. Lots of room at the game and tables in the other room. Why don't you come in? Try your luck. Oh, I lost enough last night, Maisie. You can count me out. Fine bunch of hombres you are, afraid to chance a few dollars. Well, maybe you'll be lucky tonight. You never can tell. Well, maybe we'll come on in after a while. Uh, Say, Maisie, where's Pop Travis? Haven't seen him around here lately. Yeah, I missed him too. He hasn't been here for several days. Guess Dirk and his men finally wore Pop out. (laughs) Pop's gone. He left town, gone to work someplace else, I reckon. He sure took a lot of rough treatment here. I'll say that much for him. Yeah, but you better not let Dirk hear you talking like that. He won't like it, mister. Maybe not, but it's still the truth. Brother of yours will have a time getting anyone to take Pop Travis's place. I'll bet on that. Let it go, too, Maisie. Funny the old man didn't tell anybody he was going. Yeah, and it's funny nobody saw him leaving town, either. If you want to know more about Pop Travis, you'll have to ask Dirk. Told you all I know. Now, who wants to come inside and try the game? Right, let's go, Toto. Steady, ah. easy, big fellow. Toto, that conversation about the old man called Pop Travis interests me. It gave me an idea. Be not savvy. Tell you more about it later. Come on, Silver. Get him up, stop. After they arrived at their camp, the Lone Ranger and Tonto sat before the campfire while the masked man told of his plan. I remember that Pop Travis who used to work at the cafe. He was sort of janitor and man of all work. Mm, that's right. Those men in the cafe tonight seemed to think it was strange that he should be gone. Especially that he went without saying anything to anyone. And that nobody saw him leaving town. Me hear him say that. Them say him treated bad by a fellow who run cafe. Their cafe is mean and tough, and the men who work for him are quite a bit like him in that respect. I wouldn't put it past Dirk Cafe to... I know I'd like to know more about Pop Travis. How you find out? I told you I had an idea before we left town. Isn't that right? My idea is to take Pop's place in that cafe. There's something going on there that could stand a bit of investigation. Then you think maybe them kill old man? That's what I intend to find out. Uh... By the way, did you notice Dirk Cash and his men at the stage stopped today when the stage came in? Well, them not there. That's unusual. They make a practice of meeting the stage in the east in search of prospective customers for the cafe and gaming rooms. Well, that's right. But them not meet stage today. Oh. 
That gives me a thought, too. Hello, in the morning, we'll take plenty of time to fix a disguise that no one can question. I want to look like an old man. I'll act like one. I'm going to get that job and work for Dirk Caffey. The following morning, the Lone Ranger, with Toto's help, spent more than an hour fixing a disguise. When they were finished, even Toto was impressed by the transformation that had taken place. The tall figure had given way to one that was bent and weary-looking. The finely cut features had been changed into those of an old weather-beaten man with sparse whiskers and wrinkled cheeks. Loose, worn clothing had the steely muscles beneath, and dark stain disfigured the even white teeth. When the Lone Ranger finally spoke, the illusion was complete. I reckon that'll about do the trick, Injun. <laughs> even me not low, no Lone Ranger now. Good. I could fool you, Tonto. I know this disguise would fool anyone. Uh, but it's not good if them find out. Them kill you, maybe. I'm sure I could prevent that, Tonto. You take guns? No, they'd notice that right away. I'll have to take a chance without my guns. I'll count on your help if it's needed. Well, me never be far away. Good enough. Now we're right at the edge of town, and I'll go in on foot, and you can take care of Silver for me. All right, let's get going. Here, Silver. Come, Scout. <laughs> Later that morning at the cafe, the barkeep looked at the old man who entered hesitantly. What do you want, old timer? You're looking for a handout. You can just go on out again. Please, mister. I reckon maybe the boss could use someone to sort of clean up for the like. That's why I came in to ask for a job. A job? <laughs> you don't look like you could last very long at anything. Hey, Maisie, come here, buddy. What's the matter, Gus? <laughs> look who wants a job. You think Dirk could use a broken-down desert rat like this? There's lots I could do, ma'am. Honest, <laughs> I, I can sweep out and clean and do most anything I'm told to do in a place like this. <laughs> you look like a good push would knock you over, Pop. But I happen to know my brother does need someone to sort of clean up around here. If you could hold out on the job. Oh, I could. I'm sure I could. Well, you're asking for it, Pop. I'll take you in to see Dirk, and I'm sure he'll give you a job. But let me tell you this. You might be sorry you ever came here. Yes, sir, mighty sorry before you're through. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Disguised as an old man, the Lone Ranger entered the Brushville Cafe and asked for a job. Maisie, Dirk Caffey's sister, decided he might get the job, but warned him that he might be sorry for taking it. Like I said, you might regret it, Pop. Dirk and his men are plenty tough on the help. I, I'm sure I can hold the job, ma'am. Could I talk to Mr. Caffey, please? Sure. Come on with me. Yes, sir. Hey, Dirk, I think I've got somebody to fill Pop Travis's place. Come on in, Pop. Yes, sir. Where in thunder did you pick that old codger up, Maisie? He just came in asking for a job. All right, Pop. Tell me, what made you come here? I I heard some men say the janitor you had quit and left town, sir. That's why I came right over to ask for the job. What's your name? You, you can call me Ned if you like, sir. Ned Smith. Huh. I'll call you what I want to call you. What Pop will do for the time being. Where'd you come from? Well, now I've been out in the hills, sort of. But I thought all I might right, like... All right, Maisie, show them where the brooms and stuff are and put them to work. All right, Dirk. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Never mind the thanks. Just do your job and mind your own business, you understand? Yes, sir. Snoopers are liable to find they're in for a tough time around here. You get $5 a week, but you'll be expected to earn it. Now go on with Maisie and get busy. For several days, the Lone Ranger, disguised as an old man, worked around the cafe, sweeping, scrubbing floors, shining the men's boots, and many other menial tasks that kept him busy from early morning until late at night. At first, the men let him alone, but after he had been there a few days, they began to give vent to their meanness, pushing him roughly out of their way as they passed through and using abusive language when something didn't quite please them. But on the fourth day, the Lone Ranger had his first real test. He was scrubbing the floor outside Dirk's office when Dirk Caffey came out and accidentally stumbled over the bucket. <coughs> ah, you dirty old coyote. That filthy water splashed on my boot. Oh, please, Mr. Caffey, I didn't mean it. I I'll just... teach you to watch what you're doing, you old goat. Oh. I ought to kick you from here to kingdom come. Please, sir, please don't. Don't kick me again. What's the matter, Dirk? This old fool made me stumble over the scrub bucket. I'll show him. Give me that bucket. This will show you. Lone Ranger had endured the kicks and blows. But when the dirty scrubbing water splashed over him, he dug his nails deep into his hands to keep himself under control. As Dirk Caffey stood roaring with laughter at the soaking figure on the floor, the Lone Ranger fought within himself for control. mumbling to himself. <laughs> Just let that teach you a lesson, Pop. Next time, I'll make it tougher for you. I'll be back in a little while, Maisie. All right. Here, Pop. Let me help you out. Oh, thank you, ma'am. I told you what to expect here, but you wouldn't believe me. Poor Pop Travis went through a lot before he was through. Maybe I ought to, to quit, ma'am, like he did. But, well, I'll try to see it through a little longer. Sometimes I wonder if Pop Travis really did quit. What What do you mean, Miss Maisie? Nothing. Nothing at all. Just forget what I said. You'd better get into dry clothes if you have any and get back to work. Yes, sir. If the floor isn't finished by the time Dirk gets back, he'll be worse than ever. 
The hint that Maisie had given that something might have happened to Pop Travis strengthened the Lone Ranger's determination to see things through at the cafe. The indignities he had to suffer not only from Dirk, but from his henchmen as well, caused the steel muscles to tense under the ragged clothes on more than one occasion. But with strong power of will, the Lone Ranger continued to take their abuses for the purpose of finding out what he had come there to discover. Late that night, he found the opportunity to sneak out back. He signaled for Tonto. That's Tonto. Waiting out here as he said he would be. He was hurry. You all right? Outside of a few bruises, yes. Maybe it's better you not stay. Tonto, times I've felt that I couldn't stand it any longer. I've actually ached with a desire to break every bone in Dirk Caffey's body. So far, I've managed to control my feelings. Ah, me no. You find out anything? I have reason to suspect that they did away with Pop Travis. Oh, that's bad. There's something else that I'm wondering about. And what that? Night, Dirk and several men have gone into the back room and locked the door. I've listened and heard their voices mumbling inside. Then, after hearing a creak as if they opened the door, everything was absolutely quiet. A little while later, I'd hear the creak again. Then I'd hear their voices. That's strange. They did not come out back. Me always here, watching. There's something going on. I'm going to find out what it is. Tonight, I'm going to pick the lock and go in after they become quiet in there. That'd be plenty risky, Kimasami. I'll take the risk. I'll expect, of course, that you'll be ready in case I need you out here. Uh-huh. Me be ready. Good enough. Well, the first thing I'll do when I get in there is to unlock the back door. Well, I'd better get back inside before I'm missed. See you later, Tonto. Uh-huh. Later that night, the Lone Ranger swept the floor near the door to Dirk Caffey's office. Soon he noticed Dirk come from the gaming rooms with his man, Dave and another whom the Lone Ranger recognized as the superintendent of the mining company, George Morris. Hey, Dirk, that old man, I thought he was... Shut up, you fool, that isn't the same one. Get out of my way. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mr. Caffey, sir. (laughs) We sure got that old geezer scared, Morris. Let's go in. I'll break his dirty neck someday. I can't wait to... I've got to control myself. I'll go near the door and listen. Can't make out what they say. There. They creak again. They're quiet now. That lock ought to be easy. There. That did it. Better unlock the back door in case I need Tonto. Coming from below, I'm sure of it. Must be a trap door. That's it. The creaking sound. I'll look for it. Yeah. Here behind Dirk's desk, a trap door, all right. As the Lone Ranger bent down to examine the cracks in the floor behind the desk that proved he had discovered a trap door leading below, he failed to hear a key in the lock and then the opening of the door behind him. His first inkling was the sound of Maisie's voice. They always lock it, Frank. I oh, I spoke. Look at Pop. Snooping at the trap door. I got a gun on you, old man. 
Now move aside while I call Dirk. Please, Mr. Frank, I didn't mean any harm. I was only... You're trying... in for it now, Pop. Raise the trap door, Maisie. All right. <laughs> Dirk, come up here a minute, quick. What's the matter, Frank? Don't you know any better than that? Hey, what's Pop doing here? Yeah, that's what we want to know. Maisie and I found a door unlocked. Must have picked the lock. When we come in, he was bending over the trap door. Close that trap door, Maisie. Sure, Dirk. So, Pop, you were snooping, huh? I'll say he was. We ought to fill him with lead like we did Pop Travis. Shut up, you fool. Dirk, then you did kill Pop Travis. Sure, and what of it? This snooping old coyote will get his, too, after I mop up the floor with him. Now, Pop, this time you'll get something you'll really... Dirk, don't let him alone. The Lone Ranger took the first blow from Dirk. As he lay on the floor looking up at the man whose cruel mouth was already twisting into a grin, everything he had suffered came back to him. Give it to him, Dirk, the old fool. No, I say, let him alone. He's old and feeble. I won't let you... Get out of my way. With raging fury, the Lone Ranger, tossing aside all pretense, leaped to his feet and with one swift motion grabbed Dirk Cathy by the shirt front with one hand while the other swung back, then forward, in a furious, smashing blow. You yellow-bellied rat, take this! And this! I'll get you! Watch out, the gun! Oh. You're next, you filthy killer. No. Oh, wait, wait a minute I now. I waited long enough, and this is for the girl. And this. Oh, stop, please. Don't. Not till you're out cold oh. like Kathy there. And this ought to do it. No. I don't understand. You're not old. Get away before the others This come. desk will keep them down there until I want them. Sir, sir, what's happened? Open up, sir. Let us out. You all right, Chief Yes, Toto. I never felt better in my life. Hey, Pop looks different. Holy smoke, he ain't old at all. Sheriff, sure, get the girl to a doctor. That man there shot her. She tried to protect me. I'm not bad off, just in the shoulder. I thought he was old, but now the way he talks and the way he fought Dirk and Frankie. Who are you anyway, mister? And what's this all about? Under the desk, there's a trap door, Sheriff. Down the cellar, you'll find the man who was taken from the stage. I think he can tell you what it's all about. And incidentally, you can hold all of them except the girl for the murder of Pop Travis. Great day. He's right, Sheriff. It was Pop Travis's letter that started it. I didn't know what it would lead to when I gave it to Dirk. I'm in on the dirty deal with them, but I didn't know about the killing. You won't need us, Sheriff. The girl can testify against them all along with Grant Clark. Move the desk, man, and let the others come out. All right, come on up and bring Clark with you. He's all right, Sheriff. Stable on time. You're all under arrest. Maisie will testify against you, and so will that hombre, the old clothes, and the Indian. They both... Hey, where did they go? They they went out the back door, Sheriff. That hombre we thought was old put this in my hand. I don't savvy. Do you? Bullet. Silver bullet. Well, what do you know? I sure savvy now. That old man sure took everybody in around here, including me. Yes, sir. There was dynamite under them clothes, Maisie. You see, that was really the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank <laughs> you.